0: Hello and welcome to the Love Gets Love podcast. This is Rebecca Parker. Uh, Today I will be speaking with Tricia Dietrich, a certified color of woman teacher and a coach, advanced theta healer and Reiki master. She has a master's degree in health sciences from the University of Missouri and former careers in the health professions and wildlife conservation research. Her professional experience combined with her quest to heal herself from undiagnosed chronic illness led her to become the person she is today. Now Trisha's passion led her to use color and form to help others create legendary lives. She does this by using therapeutic creative techniques involving intentional creativity, metacognitive drawing, active imagination, and archetypal painting. These techniques are fun ways to deeply connect people to their intuition and express what's inside their soul. I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Trisha. I want you to, of course, be, uh, you know, share as much as you feel comfortable. Now you uh, have, are kind of a survivor of a chronic illness um, and you were able to get your feet under you and find a way to deal with this and overcome it and find a new routine. Um, you found things that work for you, right? Uh, you, yes. you found a new way of living. What is it that compelled you to want to share this with others? What is it that drove you to want to um, help others? People in this way?
1: Well, I've always had a deep sense of wanting to help others in the world. So I started out doing wildlife research and I really was interested in the health of the earth. And this was back in the 90s. This was around 9-11, actually. The year when 9-11 happened, I was up in a mountain in Oregon in chess waiters and cork boots doing. Uh, surveys on um, cutthroat trout in the mountains and we just by chance heard about 9-11 because we were with another crew and instead of listening to um, you know funk music in the morning like we (laughs) used to get us ready (laughs) they listened to NPR and that's how we found out so Um, I I was really interested in uh, wildlife conservation and I worked in research and traveled around the country and worked with endangered species for a couple years and then um, I realized research really wasn't um, for me the life of research and so I wanted to help people and I found that working in the health professions I had a more direct immediate impact on helping humanity so I did that for a while and I uh, I went back to school and became an echocardiographer, which is, yes. I do ultra did ultrasounds of people's hearts and stress tests and EKGs. And I got to look at people's hearts beating on a screen all day long and talking to people. and um, And I got a really, I, I felt like I made a really profound impact on their lives. And also I left feeling grateful for my own life. And, and helping others. And so I've always had this altruistic nature about me. Um, I got really ill, and I was not able to do echocardiography um, anymore. And what was mis- the missing piece um, with this altruistic nature was me taking care of myself mm-hmm. and really finding a way to um, sustain my lifestyle, which was unsustainable. Um, and I had to have three different hip surgeries. And after those hip surgeries, I was not, I got some kind of an autoimmune um, issue that kept me down. I literally didn't have the energy to keep going. And whenever I would try to muscle my way through it or just get through it um, like I was able to all- all throughout my youth I, I couldn't i would get dizzy and literally felt like i was drunk and didn't even feel safe driving my body was literally stopping me and yeah and so i and so i was when i was 33 i moved back in with my parents and i had no idea i was getting out of a physically abusive relationship and it took their help and support to get me out of that and I couldn't do my profession um, or my career. I was just in a place of complete darkness. I didn't know whether I would be living with them for the rest of my life. And the only way out of that was to learn how to take care of myself. And so that's, I started painting to keep myself sane. I saw a program by my now mentor teacher, Shiloh Sophia, Mm -hmm. Uh, she offered a free painting class on Mary Magdalene and I knew that that was my way forward but I didn't have a space where I could really paint I was living in my parents house and all my things were locked up in storage I lost about 80% of my possessions um, and the one thing that I got to keep that was really close to my heart were my cats (laughs) <laughs> so I got to keep them through all these moves, thankfully for my family and people taking them in and fostering them. I did not have to give them up for adoption. So I was really grateful
0: for oh, that. Really,
1: a yeah. And you know, and, and I've went through ups and downs. I, I would get go through periods where I would get better and return to work, but then in a hospital get I would get ill again and have to call in. Mm-hmm. For a certain amount of time and you just can't you can't do that in the hospital and it got to the point where I knew that it just wasn't good for me and it wasn't good for the people that I was working for to keep going Mm
0: -hmm. it
1: just something new had to happen and um at the same time for the first time in my life the whole world everyone that was in my support circle was um showing me that they were, they were just encouraging me to just take a step back and relax. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to do that.
0: <laughs> that's tough.
1: Yeah. I uh, That's tough to do, especially if
0: you've been a hard worker, you're used to working hard for what you have and making a difference. Uh, boy, that's just, just relax, just rest. Ooh.
1: Yeah. And and one of my favorite pastimes was dancing and moving my body. So I was not a very, I'm not a couch potato. I very rarely sit. Um, So not being able to move was really devastating for my whole being. And I had to find a different way to feed my soul. I, I also did performance art and I had a group of people that we would, uh, we would uh, create art together, but it was very dynamic art and i just couldn't i couldn 't be with them in the same way. I really had to go within and spend a lot of time developing and learning how to care for myself and it's almost as if the universe plucked me out of where I was and put me in a different place. And whenever I tried to run back to where I was, it would pluck me out again and say, no, you have to stay here. And, yeah. um, and so I, over the years, um, developed a very in-depth self-care routine out of necessity so that I could heal Yeah. And nobody diagnosed, nobody was able to diagnose what was going on with me. It was a very real disabling, uh, condition and I still have yet to get a diagnosis for what it is. And I still, it's, it's interesting. Yeah.
0: Still don't know. Yeah. The human body is a mystery. I, I've, I've actually come across uh, a few people that have had, um, this, just they just can't figure out what it is something's not right um a very good friend of mine her husband suffers with just this kind of it it acts like als it looks like als but it's not als you know Uh, yeah so it's just this weird thing that they just deal with you know they can't seem to put their finger on it um so over this time you were able to develop this with self-care and this routine uh, of self-care, and that has moved you into uh, helping others and offering your your class. Um, now, this uh, self-care class that you offer, um, from the, the the description that I read, and you know we did have a little talk about uh, our interview beforehand, but I just find it very amazing. I've never seen anything like this where you're actually teaching people how to express themselves artistically. I think that is uh, the neatest thing. Um, no, no. Okay. So I'm getting this backwards. The self they maybe they go hand in hand because you do have the self-expression class and then there's the self-care class. So I might be getting them mixed up.
1: Oh, they're actually kind of in the same. So I think that I, I'm, I, so I started painting with Shiloh, and um, and then I became I. This painting process, when I was healing, it profoundly changed my life. I I realized that I was manifesting my future in my paintings, mm-hmm. and it's manifested me sitting here talking to you today. This was painted and intentions and. All of these things have been painted over the last few years and it's been interesting to look back at my paintings and see the unfolding of the life that where I was just I've been painting for about six years and I'm not trained I'm not I haven't have not been trained gone to art school I just started painting and um, people started wanting to buy my paintings and then I started uh, teaching and getting into energy work my self-care routine it it's me carving out space in the world for me to be with my intuition and find out what part of my self-expression feeds me and brings me to a level of happiness. And so the routine looks different for everybody. Um, something, And it's not like the other um, classes where you uh, get a recipe of guidelines and tasks to do, because mm-hmm. I feel like unless you're whole being and your subconscious and all of you is behind what you're doing in a way that's going to propel you into a state of happiness or bliss or just health, um, then it's going to feel like another task that you have to check off during your day. Like there's not any juice behind it. And so what what I'm teaching, in, and this is in a group of people, so there can be group support and accountability is really... Um, helping guide people through their own journey of realizing what lights them up and then breaking that down into a simple, simple action that you can do that might just take five minutes every day. But Mm -hmm. that's doable, especially during this time when everyone's life is just the structure of people's lives collectively are that we're all rearranging at the same time. Yes. Um,
0: So, I mean, the, I think the really neat thing about your class is that, I mean, there's so much out there these days about self-care. This is what you do. You self-care, you you know, you sachet, you do this, you put makeup on. Um, but you know, to actually make a commitment to yourself and do it, um, I think that's a big piece that people are missing. Um, you know there's all these ideas about what to do for self-care. Yeah. Um, but this class, and because I think it is a three month journey, I mean, that's the time that it takes you to build a habit. Yeah. Um, you know, I just haven't it's it's very unique, and it's an action thing, and I think that's why even I am am compelled to even take this class review um, because it's it's an action. It, there's so much out there, uh, you know, do this, do that, meditate, do yoga. Light some candles, uh-huh. have some crystals, um, but this is an action. This is something that you're actually making a plan, committing to doing it in a, in an accountability group, um, and and doing this. I think it's it's just lovely.
1: Um Thank you. Yeah. So, so something that makes it different? What I see a lot today, and what I had to learn in my own journey um, with a self care routine because I had multi faceted self-care routine that changed over the years sometimes I only had five minutes other times I had five hours so um, this what I've done has changed with me but um, but it's been guided by my intuition and not by what everyone else is saying or doing or what you're seeing so that um, what I really want to do with just my, all of my work is to teach people how to tap into their own intuition and let that guide them so that they can be their own guru and their own leader and their own healer. Of course, you're going to have other people that are going to support you and help you that are your teachers. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that um, you can learn how to call them in and you can learn how to put yourself in a place where you encounter them um by going within first yeah and this plan the self care plan so what i do is i we we do a lot of um exercises where you go within and you're developing that plan from this place within your own self so i'm not necessarily the one that's giving you any uh actions for your plan it's coming from you and then Um, over the three months, we learn how to modify that. And I I give you extra promptings for creativity. Um, There's a free offering that I have attached with this. That's an example of something that you would get. It's on how to deal with overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And it's a prompting that I got while I was tapping into my own intuition during my own self-care practice. And it just it just kind of happened. So that's, that's really the basis of this um, class is teaching you how to go within and tap and and develop a plan based on your own intuition and based on your own needs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it just, that's very exciting. I,
0: you know, there's a lot of of stuff out there that says tap into yourself, find what feeds you, Um, but to have a guide to actually show you How to do that, I think, uh, is just invaluable and something so uh, different and um, just more action-based. I feel like that. Like, uh, I think a lot of self-care out there can kind of feel like, you know, just sit here and be quiet and it will come to you, you know.
1: Yeah, this is really about this. What I'm doing, the purpose of the whole self-care routine is to find something that lights you up and puts you in a place puts you in a different vibration where you're welcoming and allowing um, uh, to be, it, it'll, it'll help you be with the world in a different way. So it's not necessarily has to do with, um, like it, it, it has to do with an action that's yeah. gonna put you there. So my action is um, dancing. So I dance, to, I dance for five minutes a day, at least and then if I, you know, and then um, if I have longer, I'll dance for five minutes, and then after that, I go into my other routines that people normally categorize as self-care, so then after I'm in that space, then I will uh, write or paint or do that, and that is actually part of how I develop all my curriculum. So it's part of my work in the world, but I make sure to do that one action of dancing that puts me in a more receptive With place. You That's
0: so cool. So we had talked about this, um, doing, you know, just doing one of these five minute light ups. You had talked about these uh-huh. five minute light ups that are included as part of the course. Um, just as a disclaimer, uh, it, if you're driving and listening to this, this is something that, you know, don't close your eyes. Please keep your eyes <laughs> on the road. <laughs>
1: we don't want to
0: cost But if, please, I would be honored if you would just share an example of that.
1: Okay, so um, what I would like to do is just a centering exercise that helps you gain access to this, um, to your intuition, to this inner <clears throat> clear space, because. The self-care routine, you know, it's all about us trying to carve out space in our lives for us. And I believe that that happens within first. And so I'll, I'll just read a short poem that really um, inspired me to create this whole class. Um, and then I'll do a guided meditation so that uh, you can gain access to this inner clearing. And if you're compelled and if you wanna try something creative, then I have it. Then you can try the video um, that's attached to this podcast. And if you want to join the class, I'd be more than happy to see you there.
0: I do hope you're enjoying my conversation with Trisha. The next part of our discussion is a guided meditation. Stay with us. <sighs>
1: need is to just find a comfortable seated or laying down position that's somewhat quiet for about 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes. So um, go ahead and do that now. Just go ahead and feel your feet and your connection to the ground and then feel your connection to whatever you're sitting on or whatever you're being supported by. If you're in a chair, you might want to lean back or just make your spine in a way that's that it's comfortably supporting you sitting up, and then your neck is just is just kind of floating on top of your shoulders. There's no, there's no effort in how you're being held. And just notice how effortless support can be, how that support can be effortless. And when you're ready, close your eyes. And I'll read this poem to you. This is called Clearing by Martha Postawaite. It says, do not try to save the whole world or do anything grandiose. Instead, create a clearing in the dense forest of your life and wait there patiently until the song that is your life falls into your cupped hands and you recognize and greet it. Only then will you know how to give yourself to the world so worthy of rescue. So just let those words seep into your bones for a moment. And just know that all you have to do is find that inner clearing. Now you can feel your bones beginning to relax a little bit into what is supporting them. through your feet and the energy from the earth coming up through your feet. Bathing and soothing yourselves with grounding, loving earth energy. And as you inhale, this energy goes up a little bit further up into your knees. Bathing and grounding and supporting your tissues, your muscles, your bones, and your blood. And as you take another breath in, feel this earth energy going up through your thighs and into your pelvis. Bathing, supporting, and relaxing. Take another breath in, and this grounding earth energy goes up into your pelvis, into your organs, and up the back of your spine. Grounding, relaxing, and supporting you. As you take a breath in, this energy goes up further past your belly button into your solar plexus area, area of your liver, grounding, supporting, and releasing anything that does not serve. And as you take another breath in, this energy flows up into your chest, around the back, relaxing your shoulders, allowing them to just separate and sit on your ribcage, grounding, supporting, and releasing anything that does not serve. And with your next inhale, the energy goes down your arms, releasing any attachments to the things that you've touched today, so that you can fully be here and present in this moment. As you take a breath in, the energy moves up up into your head, it relaxes your jaws, relaxes your tongue in the back of your throat, releases anything that is getting in the way of your own self-expression, grounding you in who you are and who you've always been. As you take another breath in, the energy flows up to the top of your head, relaxing your eyes and the sockets, grounding you into this world, allowing you to release any thoughts that are not needed. Take a moment and just feel yourself bathing in this grounding earth energy, protected and supported. Now we invite energy from the sky to come down and wash over us, washing away anything that is not needed and filling us with the inspiration and the aliveness of who we are and who we've always been. This energy washes over us like we're standing underneath a waterfall now we're standing with a mix of grounding earth energy and awakening inspiring energy from the sky as we do this take a couple moments to Feel your heart beating in your chest. Move your awareness into this heart space. Visualize yourself walking up to your heart, beating in your chest, as if your heart was the size of a skyscraper. And witness the power of your heart. and its radiance. Give gratitude for this organ that keeps us alive without any effort on our part. begin to walk towards the heart beating. It may feel a little scary, but as you get closer and closer to it, you realize that what is beating is not solid and you're able to walk into your heart, into this space. As you continue walking, The structure of your beating heart disappears and you find yourself in a landscape of beauty and richness that you've always known. This is the landscape of your heart. This is your heart space. As you look down, you see a path that's made just for you. It's sprinkled with rose petals. And you begin walking down the path, noticing the landscape on each side. You come to a set of gates these are the gates of your heart. They may be open or they may be closed. If they are closed and if there is someone guarding those gates, kindly, respectfully, lovingly ask for permission to pass through the gates of your heart. As you begin walking through those gates, you come to a different landscape and you continue walking into a dense forest. In a bit of the distance, you see color and you see a space that gets your attention. You see that the path is leading to this space. So you continue walking, just noticing what's in the forest. You continue walking until you get to this unique place. It's set apart from the rest of the forest. It's a clearing of sorts, a space for you to be with yourself and to be you fully. You continue walking until you reach this space and you realize that what's in this space are elements of your past, your present, and your future. It's a space beyond space, a time beyond time. And there's a wonderful place laid out just for you to sit and relax in. And so you do that, Just take a seat or lay down. There's food and drink laid out for you. The drink, it might be a cup of tea, could be your favorite cold drink, or it could be a shot of whiskey, whatever is needed in this moment is what's there. Whatever food is needed for you is what's laid out in front of you. You take the time to indulge and nourishment and then you sit and ask yourself the question, what lights me up? and you receive the answer. This answer is felt in your body. You see yourself Doing what lights you up and feeling alive, blissful, relaxed, whole. You spend as much time in this clearing as you need, knowing that you can come here now that you know the way at any time. You give yourself a gesture. It could be a tap on your chest, it could be your fingers snapping. You give yourself a gesture that will take you to this place without having to go through the journey that we just did. Do this gesture three times now. You leave a gift in this space of gratitude You begin to make your way back into your body. You stand up and you walk out of the space, out of the clearing, through the forest. And you may notice that this landscape has changed a little bit. These are not static spaces, these are internal landscapes and they change with us. And you continue walking through the gates of your heart, through your heart space. And then through your heart until you turn around and see that big skyscraper of a heart beating in front of you. And pause and give gratitude again. You continue walking out of that space and filter your awareness to your blood your bones and settle back into your body. Feel yourself slipping into your feet, into your fingers, into your eye sockets. And when you're ready, open your eyes.
0: I do hope you enjoyed that guided meditation. I personally got a lot out of that. I hope you'll join me for the last part of this interview where we discuss metacognitive drawing.
1: So, metacognitive drawing is also a method that Color of Woman teachers teach. So, I'm part of a global network of teachers and a certified um, Color of Woman teacher and coach. Color of Woman, or it's also now been reframed into a something called intentional creativity it's basically intentional creativity just means creating with intention and we've been doing it ever since we've been around ever since humans have been around they've been making cave paintings and drawings before there was language there was image and those images meant something and it was their way of cataloging life so we were as people are naturally inclined to associate image with word and and intentional creativity is all about just reconnecting that for us within our humanity within just us it's a very natural thing It, it also scientifically it works to balance the right and the left brain so you are by creating image and by combining image with word what you on a specific Subject: When you're thinking about something, what you're doing is involving your right and left brain thought processes in addressing that problem or issue or an intention and inviting yourself to look at it in a different way than you would if you were just writing about it and so metacognitive just it it means thinking about your thinking about the way that you think and it's kind of hard to explain it's a lot easier done than explained which is why I like to give this example so one day I sat down and I was a little overwhelmed of all sorts of little things happening and I know by now that just If I am overwhelmed, I'm just gonna get this done and I try to bowl my way through everything, it actually for me it, it makes things worse. So I sat down and I just draw um image of of how I'm feeling. So that's when I drew these little and there were like a bunch of little balls of stress connected to each other, but what I was feeling was like, I gotta do this. Oh, and then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this there's this and so, so i am listening to this
0: podcast what what i'm looking at is it's like a tray it looks like little yarn balls connected to a string just all connected it looks like somebody's footpath that's running around doing a million paths you know you travel here and then you run around do a little thing and then you travel somewhere else and do a little thing so that's just just to kind of give a, a description of that so
1: so the so the first technique in metacognitive drawing is just drawing like what is present, answering that question, feeling into your body, and then you're not drawing any shapes per se, you're just scribbling on the paper um, what is present for you, and then turning the page, and you can ask another question, and normally what I ask myself and what A lot of people ask in this technique is, what is missing? What am I missing? And when I did that, when I was feeling this, what happened for me, I started drawing again. And what happened was this string of stress, that little like yarn ball stress things, it began to uh, transform itself as I was drawing it. So a lot of this stuff doesn't happen in the way that most artists think well I'm going to draw a face and then they start drawing that face. This happens while you're drawing. So it's like if you hadn't ever started drawing that line this form for me if I hadn't started drawing this form might not have even happened. So I drew I started drawing a line and what happened was the line became a vine and the vine had heart-shaped leaves on it. And so I just kept going. I just, and then buds, flower buds were on this vine. And what I realized was that those flower buds represented this, the things that were in my life that were creating the stress for me, the little balls of stress. Each one of them was a bud of a flower on the vine of what was my life. And it gave me a different perspective on what was stressing me out, because if I just go and try to pry open a flower bud, it's going to open, but it's going to be, it's going to open and it's not going to be, it's not, it's going to be opened with the prying force of my hands and not the magnificence of what it really is. Or it's going to be broken up. The petals are going to get torn and it's just, or it will die. It'll fall off of the vine and it'll die. So um, what I realized was that I was actually blooming. Like I was starting to bloom. And these different things that were stressing me out were just different things that were coming into bloom. And and so then um, that was a huge revelation for me and it helped me step back from just what was really triggering me. Mm-hmm. And and so then I turned the page. So that was what I was missing. That was the that was a different and it reframed my mind into being able to look at a situation in a more profoundly beautiful way, more gentle way than what I was was looking at it mm-hmm. from before. Mm-hmm. So then turn the page again and then there's a third part of the metacognitive drawing process And that's another statement or question, and it was what I know now is. And so what I know now is, and then I started drawing one of those buds opening. So I drew one of the buds, and I'll show you the picture of the vine and then the buds. They're both like, this is is my vine for this. So cool. The flower buds. And then this is the picture of the flower that was opening and it wasn't an, it's an orchid. Yeah. So and I just let myself draw. I don't look at a don't research and look at flowers for this. This isn't my studio work. This is just what keeps my studio work going and what keeps my creativity flowing. Um and then and then it opened and then um I had the question what is blooming for me? And it was basically just um to build my nest and my support system and everything else is going to fall into place. Yeah. That's so crazy. I, it helped. <laughs> yeah. Well, just
0: to be able to identify a feeling and express yourself and care for that feeling while figuring it out, I think is, yeah, um, really neat because I, I, I get that a lot. You know, you just feel just, put out you can't really figure out why you don't know what to do better so it's just uh it's a really interesting way and it's a really innovative way I think of helping people connect with themselves and discover what they can do for themselves to love on themselves
1: you know yeah I so what I do when I'm in the middle of a feeling I will do, these are my self-care practices, and I can do so much on my own. This is something that I do on my own. This process, even with adding the color, so you could do it with pen and paper and it can take you maybe 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you wanna add color, I do, I do um, encourage that because it puts new life into what you're doing. The colors brings out more awareness. Right. Mm-hmm. But something is better than nothing. If you have five, 10 minutes, Quick and, quick and dirty, easy, just pen scribbling on paper will be, be will be, you'll still get a lot of benefit. Um, but this whole process from start to finish took me about 20 minutes. Yeah. And so that's good to know too, that um, I can sit down and in 20 minutes completely reframe what I'm looking at. And, and Sometimes that doesn't work, and that's where when my self-care practices, when I do what I can on my own, and it doesn't work, that's when I have a self-support system, which is, right. which is, and so that I can reach out at that point to someone for support. Which I think with this class is important to have a group um, for support and for accountability for doing something new or just any kind of system. So it's not. Yeah, so that's how I kind of manage my own self-care. That's cool. Uh, well, um, thank you so
0: much for like joining me today and telling me more about uh, what you're doing in the world. I think your work is so important and uh, really impactful uh, for the people that are, I, I, mean, I feel like your students will find you. Um, I think this is um, definitely, I can, See how this would be really beneficial, and I just, you know, thank you so much for your time and sharing that with us. Um, any any information that we have mentioned during the interview uh, for this episode will be included in the links. The um, Cedric also has a YouTube channel that included. Please do go ahead and uh, reach out to her if this is something that you feel like you could make a commitment to yourself. I think this is
1: uh, a very unique thing. Thank you so much for your time. Today. Thank you so much, Bex, yes. for just inviting me in your yes. on your podcast. I feel honored.
0: Oh, um, I, if you I,
1: if, if um if I my the name of my business is Sacred Source oh, Studios, yes. it's and it's I have a, a website, sacredsourcestudios.com, and the offerings and the YouTube uh, exercise for the flower buds are posted there as well yeah thank forgive me i, I did forget to
0: mention your website
1: um okay. yeah. uh, but with that thank you
0: so much and um i really look forward to collaborating with you in the future yes. i think
1: you too i'm excited so thanks so much trisha and um okay. i'll be talking to you soon okay sounds wonderful thank you. bye